Somebody say the kingdom of God, kingdom of God. 
is established and it will continue even when we go. So take pride in the part you play. It's covered as an honor or privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God. And whatever you're doing for the Lord, do it with all your might as unto the Lord. Amen. And as you become and as you becoming and you raising up and God is making you a leader, this is the difference in a leader and a follower. A leader is a self-motivated individual. A follower needs the crowd to get going. A true leader, you can drop them in the desert and they'll praise God in the desert. And if you people looking at them, if they're a man of God, a church will pop up in the desert. See, but a follower, they need the whole crowd to be excited and they need everybody to believe and they need everybody on board. But a true leader, they'll start walking and praising God. The Bible says Abraham started praising or walking with God, not even knowing where he was going. All he knew was that God said, start walking. A true leader going to start walking. See, walking by faith means you take the steps believing that God going to make the provisions when you get there. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. So y'all give him a hand praise today. Amen. We're getting ready for the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be excited. Y'all stand up. We're getting ready for the word. Amen. And remember these wonderful things. As I see all of you coming and continue to fellowship with us, it's so beautiful. Amen. Remember the Bible says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. But by nature, it's designed to grow. And as you see Minister Edith come forward, amen, the kingdom of God has been planted here. Not the whole kingdom, we're just a piece of it. See, we got to get that right. We're not the sum total of the kingdom, we're just a part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And the kingdom of God is expanding, and it's beautiful to me as I see him. Amen. It's God raising him up. And I see Brother Nate. Brother Nate called out. Remember when Brother Nate started coming? Amen. And God is filled him with the Holy Ghost. His big, beautiful wife right there full of the Holy Ghost. And Brother Nate called me one day. He texted me. He said, Preacher, man, I can get on that front row. I was like, Absolutely. But that shows you how when the kingdom of God comes to your heart, though it's small, amen, it's going to keep pulling you forward and it's going to keep on growing. Amen. So it's things like that that I take joy in. So y'all give God a hand clap. Give God a thunderous, a monstrous hand clap. I mean, come on, we can do better than that. From your blessed place to Lord. And let me share something with you. The more you go through, the more you should be clapping your hand. You can get more from praising God. Hallelujah. God bless you when it seems like the wrong time. Hallelujah. So we're getting ready for the word. You call my brother. You ready to go? <laughs> Y'all give this wonderful servant of God as he come forward. Amen. We connected a long time ago. Amen. We were both like 19. I was 19. He was 17. Amen. And I'm 42, and he's 40 now. I'm right at 40. Amen. That's how long we've been in this thing. God took us through many trials. Amen. And separated for a time. Still in the kingdom, though. And then God reconnected us divinely. And now here it is. God is getting ready to use this man of God. And somebody say, Preacher, this is only the beginning.
time. I thank God for everything that he's done in my life. I mean, I, can, I got so many testimonies of how God has just really, really blessed me in my life. Thank God for my wife. Nowhere near him, but he 
he's speaking in the spirit also, hallelujah. When I begin to equate that relationship with my wife, I can't, I can't picture a day without me not talking to her. It's not natural. It's natural for me when I'm at work. And I, and I call her, she be like, you thought about me? Off top, I'm like, yeah, I thought about you. You like a stain on my brain. How can I not think about you? John chapter 4, starting at verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Right there, it's telling you that God is love. The one that we talk about all the time, that's what he is. So why do we make it like he's just a doom up and out? He don't get you. He don't get you if you don't do this. He don't get you if you don't do that. But right here he says he's love. You know what love is? It's affection. The Bible says that this love is a godly love, the highest love. The highest love that a, that, that a person can have. That's what God has for each neck. And each and individually one of you. Not just one person. Now, I'm not just talking to the people that think that they're doing right. For the ones that feel like they're not making, making, making them more. That's the same love that he has for you, also. Amen? He said, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. And that's what I was speaking about earlier. That God sent his Son. When I begin to think about that, you know, we, we read this Bible and we look at it like it's just a story. But don't you know that it was actually Christ walked this earth? He actually died for us? Man, I don't know nobody who would die for me like that. When I begin to read about him, and when I begin to see what he went through, the Bible said how they mocked 
talk about how this love really works. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. How powerful this love is. It says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and I have not shared it, I have become as a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. And though I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I have nothing. And look what this is saying. You can have all the faith that you want. You can have all the knowledge that you want. But if you don't have this love, the Bible says how you are nothing. I didn't say it. That's the Bible. So it shows you that it's love above everything. It's above all. Hallelujah. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profit me nothing. Okay? And this is so amazing. Because it's saying all the good things that you think that you could do. It's saying all the things that you think you could you could feed the poor, you could you could you could go to the homeless shelters, you could do all these things and still not have love. Because the love, because the, who knows the heart? God knows your heart. Because you could be doing all these things for a show. But God knows the intent of a man's heart. And God is really looking for us to be real in this hour. See, we don't have to play church. We don't have to play, we don't have to play with this, but we can be real. And see, that's what God is sending me to tell you today, that he was real when he loved you. So he wants you to respond back to him with the same love. Hallelujah. 
he says, Charity, I love suffering long and it's kind. It's not me. It don't have an attitude. It's suffering long. When you say people getting on your nerves and all this different type of stuff, man, they say love suffering long and it's kind. Hallelujah. And envy or not, harder or not, not itself. It's not puffed up. It's not full of pride. Thinking that you're something that you're on the mountaintop all the time. Nobody can tell you nothing. Nobody can teach you nothing. That's not what love is. Love is humble. Love shows humility. Hallelujah. Do not behave except unseemly. Seeking out our own. It's not easily provoked. And thinking no evil. Thinking no evil. It says it rejoices not in iniquity. It don't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. It says it bear all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Man, that's, that's powerful. When it says it can endure all things, it don't matter what you're going through, it'll help you endure all things. Hallelujah. If you end up with this love that I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you one thing. You ain't got to carry them heavy burdens. Ain't that a good trade-off? I'll give you my burdens for that love back. Let me, let, let's go to this right fast. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. This is awesome, man. He says, Come unto me, all ye, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, And I will give you rest. That word labor means to grow weary, tired, exhausted, tall, or burdened, or grief. He said, And I will give you rest. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. He says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Man, when I begin to read that and understand that, everything that I carry now is light. Because now I yoked up with him. I didn't yoke up with the master, I didn't yoke up with the one that can solve every situation. Hallelujah. And if you learn how to yoke up with him, if you learn how to give them your burdens, if you learn how to give them all your trials and all your mind matters and everything that you go through, hallelujah, you'll find out, hallelujah, that his burden is light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of times we allow ourselves to go through so many different things that we don't have to go through. Hallelujah. Why are you so, why are you still suddenly trying to figure it out? Why are you suddenly trying to work it out in your own mind? Hallelujah, when he said, come unto me. Come unto me, hallelujah. You got a drug addiction, come unto me. Hallelujah, you got a lust problem, come unto me, hallelujah. You got an alcohol problem, come unto me, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you got a trust problem, come unto me, hallelujah. You've been hurt, come unto me, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, a lot of times when we've been hurt about lives, we feel like we can't trust them. Hallelujah. Because I never learned, I never had 
Hallelujah. Sitting right in church, burning down. Hallelujah. Just because you come in between these walls, hallelujah, don't mean hallelujah that you ain't burning down. Hallelujah. You can be in church and just be like a robot, hallelujah, going through service after service after service. It's still burning down, hallelujah. But God wants me to tell you today that you don't have to be that way. He wants you to be free in your mind, hallelujah. He wants you to understand how much he loves you, hallelujah. 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 Once you understand this love that I'm talking about, something on the inside of you ought to generate us energy like never before, hallelujah. 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 When you're all by yourself, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can just share your burdens with him and you can just talk to him. Hallelujah. You can just wake up and tell them how you feel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we understand that prayer is not just talking to him, but him talking back to you. That's a real relationship. Hallelujah. How many of you know that he'll talk back to you? Hallelujah. He'll talk back to you. Hallelujah. I thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you. Hallelujah. And this is, this is how we're going to understand a lot of times we, we, we don't even understand how we can move him. But how many of you know that the Bible said how broken and contrite spirit, how he wouldn't do away with? Hallelujah. See, whenever you come to him, the Bible says how, how you got to come to him, hallelujah, but you got to be able to reverence him because of who he is. Hallelujah. Whenever you are broken and you show that you merely, hallelujah, he'll get down on the inside of your heart. Hallelujah. Begin to repair that heart. Hallelujah. 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 We gonna, I'm going to talk to you about this story. I'm going to paraphrase a lot of it. About, about Jonah. A lot of us, we, we talk about the story about Jonah. And we talk about how we, we focus so much on how he ran from God. But I want to talk about how God moved for his people that he was going to speak to. Hallelujah. He was going to Nineveh to tell Nineveh that, that he was going to get strong because of their wickedness. Let's go to this. We're going to go to Jonah chapter 2. Four. I mean, I'm sorry, chapter two. Y'all bear with me. says, and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. The Bible said, All of them did. Everybody went on the fast. He says, the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne. And he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth. Sackcloth, sackcloth was worn in humility. Covered him with sackcloth, and he sat in ashes. And he caused it to be, pro- to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by, by the decree of the king and his noble saying. Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them feed not nor drink water. This man put everything on the face. The animals and all. He talked about trying to be God, trying to get God's attention. He says, but let, let man be covered. Sackcloth and cry 
took off, yea, let, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that's in their hands. So there's two key points in this, in this story. The first thing they did was they, they proclaimed the fast. You know, and they put sackcloth and ashes to show humility towards God, shameless. And then they begin to cry out. So whenever you, whenever you come to God, the things that move God is, is what you're going to do. You have to begin to cry out to Him. Hallelujah. You got to begin to cry out to Him. This, this, that these people really were trying to get in touch with God. He says, they to begin to turn from their wickedness. Not only should you just cry out to them, but you got to begin to turn from those ways that you know that's not like you. Hallelujah. He said they begin to turn from their, their, their evils. He said, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? It says, and God saw their works. He saw it. Hallelujah. That they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did, he did it not. That was, something, that, was, that was so amazing to me because all you hear about is God just full of anger. All you hear about is God is full of wrath. When I begin to read that story, I begin to see that God, God can change, actually change his mind concerning you if you begin to turn to him. That was something so special to me. Because that allowed me to realize that I can have a real relationship that God is just not sitting up with me, but that God got feelings. God got emotions. And if you don't begin to see God like that, then you will never know who he is. Hallelujah. But whenever you begin to see God, then may God, may God, his ears is inclined to your prayer. He won't, he his, man, his intentions is for you to make it. He said it's not his word that no man should perish, but every man have an everlasting life. So what that goes to show me that God is just not out to get you. That's why we come to church. That's why we hear these words. Because God really is trying to reach you. He's trying to reach you where you are. He's trying to show you that there is a better life than him. Hallelujah. But you've got to turn. Hallelujah. And if you feel like you ain't got the strength to turn, begin to think about Christ on the cross. Begin to think about that he could have came down. Hallelujah. Begin to think about when he was whipped. Begin to think about when he was crowned on his head of thorns. Begin to think about when he was buried in his side. Hallelujah. See, it's got to become real to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though we hear these stories and we hear these, we hear these messages, hallelujah, we can't just sit down and say, okay, that's just another story. We know that it's a Christ story. We know that he was on the cross. But do you really visualize in your mind that this man was on the cross for you? Hallelujah. And you feel like that you can't even get on your knees and pray to him. Hallelujah. But he knew that. He knew that you was going to be in that condition. Hallelujah. He knew what you was going to be doing last night, but still instead, the love that he had for mankind, he still got up on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And was able to say, Father, forgive him. Hallelujah. For they know not what they do. Hallelujah. The same people that he was dying for. Hallelujah. They begin to say, forgive him. Hallelujah. What kind of love is that? Hallelujah. That's real love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a love that can't no man give you. That's a love that can't no woman give you. Hallelujah. No amount of money. Hallelujah. Can give you a love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No big house can give you this type of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this love that get on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And it begins to satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My soul has been satisfied. Hallelujah. 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 I know. Hallelujah. God got a call upon my life. Hallelujah. 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 And I appreciate it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, if I wouldn't listen to man, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I just want to sit down, hallelujah. Hallelujah, but God began to show me that he really loved me. Hallelujah, when everybody walk away from me, hallelujah, God loves you, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
relationship. Hallelujah. When I begin to think about Enoch, the Bible says how this man walks with God. He walks with him. Hallelujah. And, and had the testimony that he pleased God. Hallelujah. When people try to make it, hallelujah, like you can't please God. No matter what you do, you can't please him. Enoch had this testimony that he walked with him. I can imagine how it was, hallelujah. Hallelujah, they had a, a love relationship, hallelujah. Hallelujah, for God to testify about this man, hallelujah, they had to have a love relationship. Hallelujah, when Enoch began to lay upon God and begin to tell him all his problems, begin to talk to him, begin to ask him for direction, what should I do in this situation? What should I do in that situation? That's a relationship. Hallelujah, it is not one-sided. Hallelujah, you expect so much from God, but you don't want to give nothing back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, but this was a real love relationship with this man that said he pleased God. That he was translated, he didn't even see that. Hallelujah. That's amazing, hallelujah. He was took. Didn't even see that. Didn't even experience it. Because, of the, because he pleased God. Hallelujah, I'm trying to please him with everything that I have on the inside of me. Hallelujah, and it's not about what nobody think about me. It's not about that. when nobody around in my mind, I know that he's always there. He's always there. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for him. Hallelujah. I want to go to Psalms. Show you how God feels about me. This is just amazing. You know, a, a, a lot of my Christian life, I just felt like, like I said, I never could amount or, or meet the standards that God was calling me for. But whenever I begin to just let go, you know, and begin to allow Him to control my life, that's when I begin to yoke up with Christ. And I mean, it, it, the burden just became so light. It's just amazing. I'm talking about it's amazing, man. It's amazing. It says, O Lord God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who have set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. It says, When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, he says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Man, this is tough. He says, he says, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, meaning that this was something on a, on a, on a big level, the moon and the stars. Said, you can't even count the stars. He said, but what is, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. May God come in to see about you today. He says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with, with glory and honor. Man, look what he said about us. We was made a little lower than the angels. And we feel like we can't love him back. And he, he, he thought, he thought so much about us. I mean, it still do. Man, it just makes you want to have a relationship even more with him. I hope that when we walk away from here today that we understand that, man, we can have a real relationship with our creator. It don't have to be that you walk away from here and wonder or not if God even hears you. It don't have to be that you walk away from here and, and realize that if are you even worthy of him to, to hear you. You know today that he loves you. And can't nobody take that away from you. Hallelujah. It says, Thou hast made, made him have dominion over the works of thy hand, that thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, 
whosoever passeth through the path of sea, O Lord, O our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. To me, that was just so beautiful. That was so beautiful that God thought so much of us, you know, to, to make us a little lower than angels. I mean, that just sat with me. You know, it, it put things in perspective of, of where I am in his eyesight. You know, that he's, that he's, that he's conscious of me. You know, that, that his heart is just for me, and my heart is to be connected back to him. And once you know how our hearts be entwined with each other, that's where the relationship comes in there. That's when you understand the real love that God has for me. Hallelujah. Call up my brother, Brother Elton. send his word. Amen. And I truly thank him and I can feel, amen, that thank God for you traveling all the way. The Bible says, let brotherly love continue. And to me, that's so beautiful. He drove two hours to show love for his brother. And the scripture says, hallelujah, y'all, y'all clapping for love. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord says, hallelujah, that's just, I, I just, I thank God for that because it says, let brotherly love continue. And Jesus said, how, this is how you're going to know my disciples. That's a token of a Christ disciple. He said, my disciples will be identified by the love that they have one to another. Amen. So I thank God for that. Amen. As we get ready to pray. Amen. I do want to read one thing to y'all. Can I do that real quick? Amen. I'm going to read that real quick. Amen. Right there. I think that's, yeah. I just want to read something to you as we get ready for prayer. Amen. It's in Acts chapter 11 if you have it. Hallelujah. Let's turn to that real quick. And we're going to get ready for prayer. I'm so grateful for the word that he spoke. Amen. My heart is so full. Amen. I thank God. Amen. Somebody say, God loves you. And he wants you to love him back. Somebody say, you can have a real relationship with God. Somebody say, you can walk with God and please him. And he can take you. Three accounts of that in the Bible. Enoch, Elijah, and Christ. God took Enoch, God took Elijah, and Christ, they watched him just go right on them. And so when you please God, amen, he has the right to pluck you off the tree whenever he get ready. Amen. But I want to share this with you, amen, just kind of setting the tone as we moving forward, amen, because I already know, amen, a lot of you have wonderful callings on your life, amen. I just y'all saw it on this play as God is raising the man of God up. I thank God for all. But I want to share something with you, amen, from early church history and also as we move forward, that no matter where God takes you, no matter how much He uses you, that you can keep the right perspective of yourself. Amen. It might be better y'all sit down for about five minutes. Y'all okay with that? Just a few minutes. 
Amen. This is just some church history that I want to share with you, amen. But I shared Friday night when we were in prayer. Amen. And remember we were talking about earlier how God, how that hand cut that stone out of the mountain. Amen. And it was the hand of God. And God talked about how he would set his kingdom up. And I really want you to test this because this is a word of wisdom that God gave me. It was just an insight that I had never seen. Acts chapter 11, verse 19 says, Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution of the church that arose about Stephen, and they traveled as far as Phoenix, Cyprus, and Antioch, and they were preaching the word to none but under the Jews only. So there was a persecution that hit the church in Jerusalem, and when that persecution hit the church, it Whenever they saw the brothers and sisters being killed of persecution, they saw that happening. And the saints of God began to scatter, and they began to move out to different parts of the world. And the first place that they stopped, they preached only to the Jews. Scattering just means when something is intact, and then something hits it and it disperses, okay? So this is the method that God chose to start to move the gospel throughout the world. Amen. Now the Bible does say in Acts chapter 10, verses 19, 11, 12, along that part, they say, how can a man preach except he be sent? And now here's what they fail to see. They see that a lot of people get so stuck up on their office and being a part of the presbytery level of the church that they think that God sending a man or sending a ministry or advancing the kingdom of God is only confined to their approval. And they fail to, to factor in that God said that the kingdom of God, that his hand, his divine hand, would cut the stone out of the mountain and dash every kingdom. And he, he himself will begin to establish his kingdom. So when the persecution in the church in that church, you had a pastor in there, you had apostles in there, you was in there. You had all of these things sitting in the church, okay? The persecution hit the church. In their mind, they're all stressed out. And they're all trying to figure out where they're going to go, what they're going to do. And they landed on this spot. But when the dust settled, when the dust cleared, he said, well, I'm still a preacher. He said, well, I'm still an apostle, I'm still a prophet, I'm still called by God, I still have a work to do. So the Bible said they just started preaching where they landed. And that was a manifestation of what Daniel interpreted to be that God didn't have a level set up to where people said, okay, go to Cyprus, go to Phoenix, go here. I'm speaking to the church, not just this church. I'm speaking to the global church. Amen. And I pray that the Lord let this find and land wherever he wanted to land. And some of the men that were of Cyprus and Saudi, which when they would come to Antioch, they spoke to the Grecians, meaning now the gospel starting to hit Gentiles. And they preached unto them the Lord Jesus. Now here's the key part. It says that the hand of the Lord was upon them. Oh, God. And it says, the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Now, when they were stressing, when they were perplexed, when they were trying to figure out what they're going to do, they means under control and under supervision. Meaning that God already had it under control. He was supervising where they landed. He already had Antioch in his heart. He already had Antioch in his mind. He already knew he was going to play the church in Antioch. But the method that he chose to get to Antioch was unlike what people thought he was going to use. He used a scattering where people would have thought he would have thrown a man to somebody in Antioch. That's why you got to allow the spirit to speak. God had put in his heart to talk about a prophet that he was going to raise up. See, God is trying to show you how the church worked in career. He put a part in him. And then it already connected to what God was putting in my spirit all week. And then he put a part in him for you today. And now this is just church history. Whenever persecution hit, they landed in Antioch. Now you've got to understand what Antioch was. The 
Bible says, when they heard about what was going on in Antioch, Barnabas came to Antioch. God had been already planted in Antioch. The place of the Lord was already in Antioch. But there was no Presbyterian. Presbyterian meeting. The Presbyterian was not involved in the plan of Antioch. Meaning this, you cannot allow wicked Presbyterian to stop the flow of the kingdom of God. Just because the Presbyterian did wicked, that don't mean God's pulled back and said, okay, the kingdom of God needs to stop moving. Let me wait on Presbyterian. That's why he says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Because if you get out of line, God's going to keep making sure the kingdom of God keeps flowing, and then he'll deal with you. So Antioch was the foundation of the church on the Gentile move. Okay? Whenever they heard about Antioch, the born was out of Antioch, and the born of Antioch, the said, well, let me go find Saul. At this time, they were still calling him Saul, but Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. So God sent for Saul, brought him to Antioch. The Bible says for a whole year, Paul and Barnabas just sat in that church, developing, teaching the people with many brothers. Meaning, there were many people in that church teaching the brothers. Antioch was in a one-man show. Antioch was a pillar and ground of the truth. It was a place where God was sending apostles and prophets to develop so that he can launch it throughout the world. That's why I got the model for what we're doing here. It's not just about me. It's not just about eating. It's not just about a man in Christ. There is no male or no female. You can see women of God up here on a Sunday morning preaching the word of the Lord to you. You can see God just having his way. So we got to get our model from the scripture. We got to do everything we do. Got to be able to be traced to the word of God. So out of Antioch. Even after you see Saul still named Saul, then you start saying there was a prophet there named Agabus. A lot of people don't even know who Agabus was. Agabus came up, God raised him up in the church. The man was so powerful, he prophesied a famine that was hitting the whole earth. You don't know what God wants to do with you, but you've got to be open and you've got to let him do it. You can't say not me. You can't say I can't do it. You can't say I can't speak well. But what you all God is looking for you to do is surrender. All God is looking for you, and it's so beautiful with the Spirit of God, the way this thing works. All you got to do is be faithful. The Paul says the same commit to faithful men. When you become faithful to God, there's no limit to what He can do in you. Because He even went so far as to say, if you're going to go before kings, you want to go before magistrates to defend me. He said, but in that hour, don't premeditate what you're going to say. He said, because the Holy Ghost will give you two things, a mouth and wisdom. So I said, all you got to do is yield to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> See, we're under the administration of the Spirit. And, you, and it's not saying... You don't need apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, all of that. If Christ put it in the church, you want it in the church. But you cannot get so caught up on yourself to where you think the move of God has to stop and wait for you to approve. He says, so that no flesh but glory in his sight. Somebody say, no flesh should glory in his sight. So, somebody give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. I wanted to share that with you, amen. So, amen. We gotta know that God reserves the right to do whatever is in His heart to do. And of His kingdom, there shall be no end. When I'm gone, it'll still be gone. When you leave, it'll still be rolling. Hallelujah. So we're going to be ready for our prayer. Amen. I thank God for Brother Son and the Sister Friend. Amen. 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 Y'all give me a Amen. There's a mighty calling on this couple right here. 